Hello, welcome back to another episode of the No Vertical Podcast with your host Alex and Billy. Today we're joined by a special guest host who made an appearance earlier in the uh, in the saga of this epic season, uh, Dave Brunetti, uh, a, uh, a also a uh, member of the 2012, uh, 2016 graduating class of UB, um, he, and he's currently in the PT program there, so he's still, we have a, a current student on the podcast with us, um, and we're all going to break down uh, our usual culprits, uh, Buffalo, St. John, Syracuse, in addition to their seating in the brackets, our overall thoughts of the bracket, as well as potential upset uh, thieves throughout the bracket. So uh, let's just get started in with St. John's. So, you know, as you guys know, there was a whole lot of controversy if they were even going to get in Mm -hmm. um, as soon as Belmont got revealed early on as well as as Temple um, in that playing game. So that kind of – I texted Alex immediately and was (laughs) freaking out. The sweat was was starting. It was was very shook. Um, uh, And then once we got down to the the West reveal, which was, you know, the last – side of the bracket i thought that was it I, you know i really did not think um st john's name was going to get called and then once buffalo got the sixth seed i knew i just had i felt it i felt it coming. i felt the six eleven matchup just staring me down and and that's ended up what it what it was um so i mean just looking at arizona state because i'm not even going to jump ahead to buffalo yet because with the St. John's team, it's one game at a time, which pretty much has yep. been the case for most of the season. Um, you know, uh, so even just getting into the tournament over UNC Greensboro, who I, I really thought should deserve to be in the tournament, um, they kind of stated that a lot of the losses St. John's took earlier in the year were without either Pons or Heron, which, you know, I think that's, you know, a very... Uh, a very nice way of handing St. John's that last spot in the tournament because I don't really think they deserve to be in the way that they played down the stretch. But, hey, you know what? The committee knows better than me, I guess. Mm, guess Um, So so looking at some keys to beating Arizona State and Bobby Hurley's uh, group, even though I don't don't know if Dave really wants that to happen because I think he wants to get into a Buffalo-Arizona State rematch, but we'll talk about that a little later on. Yes. so the biggest things are containing Cheatham uh, on the glass. You know, he averages uh, 10.4 rebounds a game, a little over 10 points a game. So he's, he's pretty much averaging a double-double through, through the entire season. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm nervous about this matchup because St. John's does not handle bigs well. Um, it's been shown throughout the season that – if there's any spot on the roster that they lack, it's, it's the five. And um, they've given up a lot of boards, especially offensive boards all season long. So uh, a big thing for them is staying home and probably sticking with the zone to start the game just to, you know, make Arizona beat them over, over the three with three ball instead of letting mm-hmm. them just work it down low. Um, you know, the only caveat to that is St. John's does really well creating turnovers and trapping guards. So it doesn't really play into play into their game by, by going to the zone. And it hasn't really worked out all that well this year. So we'll see what Mullen and company has in store. And typically when we are lacking height, Clark, Kata, Heron, they all get into foul trouble. And that's been, sure. you know, 
an iffy spot for St. John's all year. So we'll see going forward what Mullen can draw up against Bobby Hurley. You know, he actually had a game plan against the Paul, which is something new for him. Um, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what he can do. I mean, obviously, Bobby Hurley is an incredible coach, and whatever St. John's initially will throw at him, he'll be able to counter. You know, that's going to come. Uh, sure. So it's just if, a matter of if St. John's can weather the storm. Yeah, I mean, anytime your tallest player is six nine, you're gonna struggle against bigs anywhere. So it doesn't help the St. John's card for like trying to stop bigs inside and get <clears throat> rebounds over bigs that are more dominant on the glass. You know, I mean, Arizona State runs two at least three people over six ten, so they're going to struggle a little bit getting boards and getting in transition because they're not getting those defensive rebounds. But I do think that, like you said, they have a tendency to be better at guarding guards, which will help at least take away some of the three-point line from Arizona State. And and just another point on that, Arizona State does not – shoot the three exceptionally well. I think they're right. at like 30, some low thirties on, I think right. 32% on the year. So, you know, forcing them to beat you with the three ball rather than getting it down low will definitely hopefully work in St. John's favor and even, you know, potentially Buffalo's favor as we work down the line, depending on sure. how this game goes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm trying to keep a straight, straight head on things and just take it one game at a time. And I think St. John should do that because there's a lot of people already talking, you know, like they've, they've won the play in game and looking forward to Buffalo. Sure. And, and you right. can't do that with this St. John squad um, who I don't think matches up well with Buffalo, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Right. Um, so transitioning over to uh, Syracuse yep. with, with their matchup there. Uh, how do you feel? How do you feel about this one, Alex? I mean, I'm always afraid of Baylor. Baylor is always a an upset team. You know, they're they're well coached. They typically run very large. Um, they have some kids that are very long and very tall. Not quite so much this year. They don't have any of those like seven foot, gigantic, African born like transfer students. You know that they've had in the past that have all seemed to go pro in some some way or another but that being said anytime you have a well-coached team with a long track record of doing well in the tournament you got to be scared a little bit Mm -hmm. but Syracuse has the advantage of the zone they're all everybody's going to talk about it the whole rest of the tournament that their zone is the only reason that they're making any kind of run if they do and the benefit of a zone is they don't play a true 2-3 zone like everybody sees. They play a matchup zone where with long guards at the top who all are at the top of the ACC in steals. And all of those things just throw teams off because they're not used to seeing that kind of player or that kind of uh, defense. But I am a little worried about it just based on the fact that Baylor is just a, a, a historically good team that has shown that they can 
go make a deep run in the tournament. Well, the one thing I will say that's, that's going to play into Syracuse is Baylor, you know, to, at, to close out the season, hasn't, hasn't been looking exceptionally well. Very true. So, you know, maybe you'll take that momentum if you're Syracuse. I mean, granted, they, they have been up and down all season. But maybe you'll take some of that momentum uh, going forward into the tournament with you. Sure. Yeah, the other, the other interesting headline is nobody's sure if Battle's going to play. Like, there's still a lot of speculation if Battle's going to play. Huh. So, that being said, I think that it's going to be completely and utterly dependent on if Battle plays in order to make any kind of run in the tournament. I mean, he's got four more days to rest, so he should be okay, but I mean... What was his diagnosis of ever? Publicly, so he had a bruised tailbone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was out with the tailbone bruise. So I, I mean, to me, that doesn't seem like it's an injury that should keep him out of the tournament. But you never know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you you also have to consider. Look, they didn't have him against Duke, um, and, and to be honest, Syracuse kind of surprised me in how close they kept that game. Right. Mm-hmm. They only lost by 12 in that game. And granted, you know, uh, Zion was just coming back, you know, as healthy pretty much. Right. But um, still. But he, he still had an incredible game. Put up, like, <laughs> the most dominant game, almost the most dominant game. Yeah, he was scary. Yeah, I mean, he still, he still dropped 29 points in that one. But, right. you know, I mean, they still didn't do well. Frank Howard had, had an incredible game, actually. Frank Howard that played one. out of his mind. If Frank Howard did not play the way that Frank Howard played, then they were – up the up a creek without a paddle. I mean, you know, maybe maybe there's something too, just tripping people every now and then. You know, just <laughs> just get a nice little little All trip right, in Jay there. Jay Williams, relax. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Alex, yes. Um, you know, we're joined by our esteemed guest. We are Dave Bernetti. Oh, you guys. Um, a true Buffalo legend. <laughs> in his own right. Been going to school here um, for forty years. Yeah, you know, <laughs> lifer. Uh, so. So, Dave, you recently went to the MAC championship game out I did. in Cleveland. My voice is still tell in us, Cleveland. Tell us a little bit about that. My voice is still in <laughs> Cleveland. I feel sick. We won. It was amazing. Um, nail biter on Friday, um, uh, big time, um, against uh, Central Michigan, I believe. It was all blurred. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, that was great. Um, a big team win. I think those are. Um, important to get, you know, down the stretch in these conference tournaments and everything. Uh, not just getting, you know, not just dominating and just not getting tested the whole way. So I liked that. Um, going into Saturday, it was kind of interesting. Um, you know, Javon Graves had a great game, and um, I don't know, the Stars kind of came out a little bit. Massenburg kind of laid back a bit, and um, Corlers had a good defensive game. I, I don't know, just uh, it all looks pretty good. Um, so they got a nice six for the tournament. Um, I think it'd be interesting um, going into either Arizona or St. John's. Um, both would be pretty good matchups, I think. Um, but as far as the weekend went, that that was that was awesome. Um, recommend it to anyone, um, any UB fan. Um, Great time. Uh, we were there with Trainwreck Sports, uh, their podcast, and 
all of their sub podcasts uh, at like a at a bar nearby at Panini's and uh, just to, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was it was really cool to see. name dropping all over. The oh place. yeah, dude, Panini's is great. Uh, Kilbasa Panini, very affordable, eight dollars. Completely recommend. <laughs> Got like three of those. Hashtag sponsor. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome seeing uh, the queue just full of blue uh, shirts and stuff, and that was cool. Now, Dave, did you did you? I don't remember my mem- yeah, I don't know if my memory serves me correct, but did, were you at the MAC Championships last year? I was not. No. Oh, okay. Because um, I was going to ask you how it compared, but um, definitely. I mean, just in general, at home games this year, I've noticed that that on at least on TV that the sea of blue, like you don't mm. see really an empty seat in the stands anymore for a Buffalo game. No, no. Um, down the stretch, I think uh, even before the students came back, I think they're starting to sell out. I think they had a new like uh, seating arrangement in the stadium, and I think they fit like I think another few hundred. I think this year more than other years, and it was full. There's standing room, you know, along the rim and everything. Um, so it was pretty well attended. That was cool to see. And um, going back even farther. Uh, me and Alex went to the Syracuse Buffalo game, and mm-hmm. that got a little out of hand uh, for Syracuse <laughs> just, at the end. Just a little bit, yeah. Just and a little bit. It seemed like a third of the stadium. The only people left in the stadium, uh, just all blue and doing Buffalo chants and stuff, and that was weird to see at the Carrier yeah, Dome. It's, it's very, it's but, very nice to see a, a team that's not historically a dominant basketball program mm-hmm. have such a turnout for their basketball team. Yeah, I think you know before this all happened, there's you know a lot more publicly Syracuse fans in Buffalo, and um, I think right. people got a little more proud of you know the team, the school, the city. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the girls took care of business too down in Cleveland uh, this weekend. Yeah, is, you can't forget the girls. Yeah, which is which is really nice. Uh, they might have a uh, second round matchup with UConn over I, in their tournament. Yeah, in, in, in stores, in I think. So that that'll be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just just moving forward and looking at, um, you know, Buffalo's prospects. I mean, they, they're either going to match up against an inconsistent St. John's team or an inconsistent Arizona State team. Mm-hmm. So, sure. True. I much so. Rather, I mean, I think not that I have any control. That we, I want to play St. John's. I think just for the New York thing, because when you get into like these weird revenge matchups, like Hurley's our old coach, like that. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Can, yeah, you're for all wrong reasons. And... It's like senior X again. You know, it's. it's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, sorry, dude, not to cut you off, but I just want to uh, make a point that Bill has been very adamant about the two-team MAC. Uh, oh, bid the two-bid MAC, yeah. For for the NCAA tournament, and I just want to say that I was right. And you know what? You were right. That man. is all. <laughs> you were right. You know, Central Michigan. Central Michigan tried to change that the other they day. They did. But, yeah. They did. But you know. Buffalo, Buffalo proved to be the better school, I guess. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but yeah, you know, uh, I was wrong on that one. You know, but Toledo's in the NIT, I guess. So something, there you go. You know. That's great. But something better than nothing. <laughs> I, I would say Central Michigan made it too. I think they they were scary when we played them um, in the regular season toward the end. Uh, I think it was like just after losing to Bowling Green. We didn't know which way was up, and the entire entire game were down. I think like ten. 
until like right at the end. And I remember that one and a lot of deja vu on Friday night. I was nervous. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so so anyway, back back to the topic at hand. <laughs> no, um, in terms of matchups. <laughs> in terms of matchups. Uh you know, I, I don't know who I would rather play because you have uh a Saint John's team who who would love to play against the tempo that Buffalo thrives under. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, St. John's, they just, they've been so inconsistent on both ends of the floor, especially down the stretch that, you know, like I think Buffalo would really just take advantage of, of either one of these programs. Um, and I think honestly, Arizona state's better coached and I think they would be able to better alter their game around similar to how I described it with, their St. John's matchup, you know, I, mm. I think they'd be able to switch things up and challenge Nate Oates a little bit more. Mm. So I think, honestly, I'd rather, I'd rather St. John's as well, Dave. Yeah. I'd, I mean, that'd be great and it'd be good for New York teams too. I'm uh, just getting, you know, more cross state rivalries and stuff. And, um, and hopefully set up something maybe maybe going forward between the two programs. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. That would be that would be awesome to have like an in-state uh, rivalry game. Yeah, between us and Syracuse, I think that that'd be neat. I think we would, would kind of need. So, and, in terms of and seeding, Bill, oh, go wait, ahead, Bill, Alex. Yeah. Who do you, who would you root for in this in this St. John's UB matchup? I feel like I know. All right, so so I've I've had this this question asked a lot of times, but I honestly don't. I, I, I just root for a good game and no injuries, you know. Okay. It, wow. You can't really do much in that situation. Because, I respect that. Yeah, no. Because it, it's like, you know, you, it, it, who do you choose, you know? You, you, can't, you can't pick one. I'm just rooting for a good game. You know, obviously my bracket's going to say one way, but I'm not going to reveal that. Uh-huh. I'm a consummate <laughs> fan. That's great. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I think Buffalo will handle it. We'll put it that way. Okay. But... But I'm rooting for a good game if that's the case, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, I respect that answer. I just figured that I had to. I had to ask. Um. And so anyway, I mo- would. I, yep. I would like to say, there is a potential. Oh. You know. Uh, oh yeah. I'm just Elite saying. Eight. Oh yeah. Bucking there's down a potential. St. John's and Syracuse. Let's be real. Down yeah. the road. Elite eight. For a little bit of a a little bit of a podcast shakeup. Hey man, if if we okay. get that far and things things go that far, then you know what? All bets are off at that point yeah. in the tournament. Everyone's brackets are broken. So. Everyone everyone's bracket is screwed beyond belief. So I'm hoping for it. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, go chaos. <laughs> so All right. getting ahead, getting back to the seeding in the tournament. How do you guys feel about a Buffalo as a six seed? I think it's disrespectful. Okay, I'm not the only one. I don't. Yeah, I think it's very disrespectful. How do you give a team that won three, that lost three games all year, won 31 games and their conference outright and their conference tournament a six seed? Just makes me wonder what the overall final rankings are for. I think they just went to 15, and then they're a six seed. I mean, to be honest, Alex, that. Similar to how Villanova is a sixth seed and Marquette somehow who lost in in the round before right. is is a five seed. So very true. That that's the probably my biggest 
thing with looking at the bracket as a whole is is the seating this year. I think I think the committee they got all the right choices in terms of who is in the tournament. I just think seating wise, you know, even looking at like Cincinnati, um, who else was I looking at before? Um, Love Cincinnati. Cincinnati. You have uh, uh, who else? I think the LSU being a three C is a little high, but that's just my personal thoughts on LSU. Well, I mean, they don't have Will Wade right now, so True. Uh, we never even touched on the Will Wade scandal last in the last mm-hmm. podcast, which you know we'll probably just end up leaving out at this point because he's the man's clearly guilty, but he's being right. very bold with with how he's handling things, yeah, and petitioning the school to get back in there. But it's a casual wiretap, you know, no big deal. Oh, jeez, hey, man. Yeah. They gave Javante Smart the rookie minimum. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine, dude. Um, but, yeah, you know, seeding – back to seeding, you know, I think they could have probably fixed it up a little bit. Do I think that Michigan State probably de- deserved that that fourth number one? Yeah, probably with the body of work that, that, that they put together. And sure. just in terms of shaking up the geographic. Sure. Um it would have worked out better, but I really don't agree with them, though, having to face Duke potentially in the Elite Eight. I think that's kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah, crazy. but, you know, I don't think that the – I'm not sure what the committee, like, really focuses on down the road. I think they're more focused on, okay, let's not screw up seating, even though they seem to screw up seating regularly, in, in most people's opinion. Well, I think I think they easily could have swapped – a, a simple swap in uh, Michigan State and Michigan. You know, keep them both as sure. two seeds. I, you know, that even though Michigan State, I think, should have been a one, that's fine. Keep them at a two. But let them match up against Gonzaga instead of Duke. They're, sure. You know, that that's kind of ridiculous to make the number one of the two seeds match up with the number one of the one seeds. I don't really understand that. Who's even yeah, on the I committees? Random question. That's a great question. Yeah, I want to see these resumes. <laughs> I know, Dave. Dave, I think you have a. I think you have a spot, man. You should. You should uh, put your name in for the runnings next time there's a vacancy. <laughs> It'd be horribly biased and <laughs> unfair. And... I'm down though. I help out. Yeah, I have... go for yeah. it. I don't know. We keep calling them the committee. The, throw your name in the hat. Yeah, it's just they're just like an idea. Um, so, so yeah, so, so moving forward, <laughs> because I feel like we just like keep Bill getting, guys we're just getting, <laughs> see, this is why you I love having Dave on the podcast. That's why, <laughs> this is why I love having Dave on the podcast though. He shakes it up. Yeah. Good yeah. He's turned into a super fan at wild moments and completely unpredictable. Um, uh, so, <laughs> so looking at potential upsets <laughs> in this bracket, there are plenty, you know, if it was up to Dave, we'd probably see like Cleveland State somewhere in here. Um, <laughs> oh, well, well. I like Cleveland, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, so so Alex, who? What's a matchup that you're focusing in on uh, while you're making your bracket? Um, I always look at five twelves. I know everybody looks at five twelves, but uh, the one that's been more frequent, I think in recent years has been the um the seven ten and the four thirteens. Um but you know how I feel about Murray State. You know how I feel about John Morant. I think that John Morant will pull some magic 
and Marquette is very vulnerable. They're a very vulnerable five seed. So if any, I think that the biggest right now, the most easy to call upset is the five twelve Murray State over Marquette in the West. See, that's where I disagree with you. Because okay. so like ordinarily I'd say, yeah, Marquette is very vulnerable. But outside of John Morant, you know, they got nobody. They've played I, tough I point guards agree. this year, you know, in, in the Big East. So you got to think that, that Waj has been able to come up with a scheme to stop a point guard. Very true. You know, um, so the, the, the 5'12 that I'm really looking at um, is Wisconsin-Oregon. Oregon's been on a, a, you know, a very, a very positive projection to close out uh, their tenure in the Pac-12 this year. And I, I'm I'm rooting for the Ducks. Quack quack, baby. Bill Walton. All right, let's do Bill it. Walton. <laughs> My Walton. Um, yeah, you know, I think they, you know, they stumbled out of the gate without ball ball, um, but True. but they were able to put the pieces together and they showed why they deserve to be in the the tournament. And they really brought up the Pac-12 in terms of the metrics. Um, so yeah, I got I got. The Ducks over the Badgers. They're quacking. <laughs> I like I do like that matchup. I think you have a I think that Wisconsin has a weird ass resume this year. I think that they're they're so up and down with who they've won, who they've beaten. They're they're like Indiana. They're they're up and down with who they've beaten and who they've lost to, to the point where you can't really say one way or another what team's going to show up. They they completely depend on Ethan Happ. They uh, if one team shuts Ethan Happ down, good luck. You know. I agree, and uh, you know, like 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 you said, that's actually a really good analogy uh, in the comparison to Indiana. I, I agree with that completely, Dave. Looking over at you, any any upset matchups? That, Barely uh, numerically an upset. But I like Minnesota over Louisville. Okay, I like okay. that. I like yeah. that. Like barely an upset. I I don't. I think Louisville has been, you know, kind of decimated since all their baggage um, happened. Yeah. And see, the I, tournament I, I agree ends with in Minneapolis, there. so there's all that hype, you know, all season for them. I think you know just the motivation and um, I don't know. It's just I think it's the momentum is there for them. Are you are you a drama guy? Do you like dramas, Dave? Uh, I try to stay out of it, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> you dabble in the drama because because that's basically what this I'll game brings to the table. It. Yeah, it does. Um, I just totally said that I didn't like Hurley playing Buffalo because I, I think that would like throw us off. But I like it when the other guys do it. That that'd be cool. I think <laughs> it seems like whoever the selection committee is, you know, they did that a little bit on purpose. It seems like. But so stay know. away from the Dave at stay away from Dave at the party, trying to stir up drama between you and your girlfriend, because that's what he's <laughs> looking for oh, between no. Louisville and Minnesota right now. Uh, that's how rumor. I don't want to be that guy. Um, <laughs> I just looked up a quote because it seemed poignant. Someone told me this once, but it was kind of relevant to Hurley and Buffalo. But a man who desires revenge should drink or should dig two graves. So should think about mm. that. All right, getting yeah. deep on us oh, there, yeah. Dave. Yeah. Getting deep Is on Bill the podcast. Is on the podcast? Like, you know, if he, starts, if he starts talking about creationism and stuff, then we'll know it's it's the Walton himself. <laughs> quack, quack, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love it.
Yeah, I want to start telling you like Barack Obama should, you know, coach UCLA or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just then, just cut me I off. I will say, I will also say, those people that that pick based strictly on uh, team mascots alone love that pick, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Golden Gophers all day. Seriously. So, so I'm looking down the Midwest right now. Mm-hmm. Do you have? Do you think? I mean, people have brought it up a lot, and I'm going back to a five-twelve matchup because mm-hmm. I'm I'm a basic I'm a basic white girl. Um, sure. The five-twelve between Auburn and New Mexico State. Do you think New Mexico State has any chance in this one, Alex? Um, I'm gonna kind of reference myself from earlier and say that historically they're pretty good. You know that helps in the tournament. Um, Anytime there's a a kind of funky out of the out of the blue team that no one really pays too much attention to, I do think that um, they'll be able to cause a little stir up. Do I think that they'll beat an Auburn team that's that's been pretty good in the SEC? Probably not. Yeah. See, I don't. They to me, they just don't have the resume. Uh-huh. For me to put my confidence in, in taking out an Auburn team. Podcast. Do you oh. want to say stuff about Bills or the Bulls this weekend? No, I'm never good with live stuff. Do it. Oh dude. man, Dave, Dave, I, I'm hearing the guest. He's talking. Like at least, at least let him get me a go Bulls or something. Oh yeah, Fody, give us the go Bulls from the cowbell. Oh, I think we're getting the cowbell on the podcast. All right. Oh, the cowbell's coming out. (laughs) Um, Anyway, back to New Mexico State. Yeah, they just don't have the (laughs) resume for me um, to to feel confident in having them upset Auburn the way that Auburn's been cruising through the SEC this year. Yeah, well, do you think that New Mexico State has – any offensive power enough to play with an Auburn team that has been pretty good this year? See, I just, I really, I just don't have the background because, like, the teams that they've lost to, the St. Mary's, um, you know, the, uh, can- I think they lost to Kansas earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, they really didn't put up a lot of points in either one of those games, and those were the probably the two toughest teams they faced all year. So I'm just not confident enough in their in their offense against good quality teams. Fair um, enough. You know they've put up a lot of points against much lower quality opponents. You know they've uh, they've hung 88 on Colorado State. They've uh, you know they put up 92 on Chicago State. But you know that, that that's not really saying a lot to me. Yeah. So I, I guess you know in terms of in terms of Big time upsets. I don't have New Mexico State upsetting as of right now. It's not with the way that Bruce Pearl has had Auburn playing, but yeah. you know, I and I was listening to. I'm going to be honest. I listened to the Ion College Basketball podcast earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, depending on how things shake out, uh, we could potentially have a uh, full on wiretap game going on though. <laughs> um, you know, going forward between Louisville and LSU, if those mm-hmm. teams both win out uh, their respective games into the uh, Elite Eight. Yeah. 
And uh, Gary Parrish made a funny quote. He was like, you might have to listen to that game on a wiretap rather than watch it on TV. So yeah, I'm rooting for that, man. I want to see, I want to see all the, uh, the FBI agents in the stands in that one. Let's get, let's get all the scandal all in one place at the same time. <laughs> I'm all about it. Um, all right, Alex, do you have any other, any other big tidbits to look at throughout this bracket? Um, I got no major uh, things standing out of me. What about Old Dominion um, and Purdue? I don't think Old Dominion has a shot, to be honest no? with you. No. I think they Purdue whooped Syracuse be, a couple months ago. They didn't whoop true. them. You know, but they, that's true. So put it I think that Purdue is going to be sneaky good this year just based on their senior leadership. Yeah. And Carson Edwards is just a beast, so. True. And I think they have a lot of pretty much easy mobility there to get right to the uh, the the, uh, the Sweet 16 and then Elite 8, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a fun one I to do watch. Think, I do think that Villanova might be a potential upset. In the 6-11 matchup with St. Mary's? Correct. Mm. The yeah. only thing that I scares that... me about that, though, Alex – St. Uh-huh. Mary's is making a cross-country trip all the way to Connecticut, and Villanova is a Pennsylvania-based school. So, true. You know, true. in terms of crowd, you're obviously going to have a pro Nova crowd just because they're a blue blood now, according to John Rothstein. Very true. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, St. Mary's might have a tougher, uh, tough game ahead of them, just like uh, a tough week at your uh, at the in-laws. You know. <laughs> I'm just bringing out Rothstein Bill, right now. Bill with the relationship quotes today. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I agree with you. There's definitely potential there for sure. It's not yeah. It's not one of my more favorite upset picks, but Villanova's played in a very weak Big East. Villanova's shown uh-huh. that they have a lot of vulnerabilities this year. Um, it's not a tournament experience, though. scoring. Very true. I don't think the nerves um, will be same- a part of it. But you got to look at St. Mary's though; they're a pretty decent three-point shooting team. They took down Gonzaga recently. Um, right. I think they, I think they could do it. It's just a matter of how how much that traveling affects them. I think. I think that's fair. You know, it always plays a role. But with as much time off as they're going to have, I think they'll be okay. True. Um, Five days. And then I just wanted to touch on one last matchup that I was looking at: uh-huh. uh, Nevada, Florida. That. I, I, the Wolfpack have underperformed, I think, to a degree this year, but also they just don't, you know, the chemistry doesn't look like it's there, even though they returned most of the guys from that uh, that great team that they had last year. You, you think so? Yeah, I mean, I you mean, know, like, who have they beaten? True. Yeah, their resume doesn't really give the, do them any favors. You know, I, I just I just have a hard time. It, it, and the chemistry, I've watched a couple of their games this year, and the chemistry is definitely not there when you compare it to last year. So I'm 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 hesitant to, you know, automatically say, oh, the Wolfpack will, will handle the Gators. The Gators have been a sneaky team all year. Um, you know, they've been pretty up and down, but Would I, I, I think you could potentially see an upset. Or was there, like, was that final ranking? Like, Nevada's, I know they're, like, a little bit behind um, Buffalo, right? Uh, um, I don't know what they just finished up in the uh, in the AP as. It got 20. released today. Okay, so, yeah. So, yeah. 
And I mean, they were supposed to be a top, potentially top five school. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I think the door is open there as well. Not a bad, not a bad pick. Um, so, so I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else to add for the podcast? I got Go right. Bulls. Go Bulls, says Dave. <laughs> so that's it. That's our take on this one. Um, thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. I'll be pretty much live streaming. I luckily have Thursday and Friday off, so hit me up on Twitter uh, at No Vertical. I know Alex will, will definitely be around when he can. Dave will I certainly will be. be mentioned on the Twitter feed. Um, oh, yes. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, you know, Merry Christmas. Quack, quack, as Bill Walton would say. <laughs> uh, this is it. This is the tournament. Uh, Obama should really coach. We're you. here. Happy March, guys. <laughs> Take care. All right, boys. Bye.